Hey, 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 welcome to Unplug with Annie. It's me, Annie, and I want to ask you a really important question. What is stopping you from achieving your dreams? Unplug with Annie is all about hope and perseverance, how we can together work against everything that is holding us back from achieving our dreams, even if that thing includes us. I hope that you enjoy all the conversations. Don't forget to follow Unplug with Annie on IG and Facebook, and you can stay updated with everything Unplug on the website www.unplugwithannie.com. I love to say we need to leave everything on the dance floor that is life. I am rooting for you. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I have the amazing Stephanie Sword Williams on the show. Steph is the founder and author of Fuck Being Humble. She set up this platform to encourage individuals to be unapologetically proud of their achievements and overcome the fear of self-promotion. She was also named as Forbes 30 Under 30 in Europe and she delivers workshops for global brands. Um, She's doing a really incredible job at spreading this message of why it's important to step into your power, whether you're a man or a woman. But I know that women definitely struggle with this in particular um, and struggle with this idea of being worthy, of being successful. And I, I think I can definitely relate to that and therefore really looking forward to having this conversation with her. Steph, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really uh, excited to get to know a little bit more about what you're doing. And just for the audience, if you could just give a little summary as to what's keeping you busy now. I know we're in a pandemic, but you're still doing awesome stuff. So just, just yeah, in your own words, um, if you could give us a little intro. So yeah, so obviously I run um, Foot Being Humble, which is an online platform and event series and courses and a book. So there's lo- loads of different things that I offer. And most recently I've been running uh, courses. I ran Big Up Yourself, which was a course on how to boost your reputation, raise your profile, come across as a thought leader. So I delivered that in January and I'm sort of taking the month of February to do more business planning, thinking about products and new ideas. So I sort of do a one month on, one month off where I'm like really intense months where I'm speaking loads, doing loads of events. And then I have the the following months just to sort of do all my business planning and, and strategy planning for the rest of the year. So I'm currently on that side of things, which is nice. And it's really nice just to step away from being in the thick of things and constantly replying to emails and actually thinking about how can I spread the foot being humble message and movement further. Mm, okay amazing um, what made you want to create this platform this idea of that being humble doesn't necessarily make you any better than anyone else so I started my career in the advertising industry and I worked in advertising for seven years and one of the things I saw quite regularly was that creatives were encouraged not to sort of 
brag about their their achievements or their ideas and I get I got from the perspective you know from creative directors they didn't want to be uh you know building up teams that were really arrogant and thought their ideas were the best but very often there was this sort of and, and I think this goes across the creative industry this unwritten rule that it's cooler to be self-deprecating or it's cooler to to not big up all the things you've done and as a result of that I think what I started to notice was that really amazing talent young talent actually often under the age of 30 weren't getting invited to speak at events weren't getting spotlighted weren't doing or being seen for all the amazing things they do because they weren't putting themselves out there because they weren't telling people about how good they were or their personal stories and I think that sort of stems from this idea that you have to be an expert in something before you can try it or before you can say you're good at it and I just don't I don't really believe in that and I, and I think that sort of mindset can be really restricting um, for people in terms of their progress and what they think they can do so well, the message of foot being humble I think it's important for me to say like I absolutely do believe in humility I believe that there are different stages of your career you should absolutely be humble but I think particularly at the start of your career it's actually more arrogant to sit back and expect that people are just going to come find you and pick you up for how great you are like I think you have to really invest in telling people about what you do showing your skills and making it seen and, and I think a lot of the people who don't do that end up sitting very resentful or bitter or look back 20 years later and wish I had done more with with my time and, and I had spoke up and and told people how good I was. Yeah, so true. And do you think do you think women in general um, are susceptible to this even more than men? And do you think that has something to do with in the workplace? I mean, generally, we, we, we know that uh, men can dominate that space in terms of leadership and, and CEO positions or that there's uh, you know a difference in in the amount of money they're earning for example compared to their women counterparts so um, do you think it, it it reflects deeply in the workplace? I think I you know it massively does I, I experienced it myself I, I understand I see it a lot with women I was actually talking to someone about it recently there's this um theory called the mama bear effect where women are more comfortable with celebrating other people than they are themselves and I think very often it's that feeling of vulnerability it's that feeling of imposter syndrome, which, you know, is so often discussed and, and talked about. And, I've, you know, it, there's so many reasons why it happens from literally the way that your parents speak to you, the way that teachers sort of speak to you and what they expect from you, the way that society has taught us, you know, in some countries, women don't even have the rights to their, you know, birth control and, and so many other global issues that we still don't have a say over. So I think the very fact that for years we were meant to be housewives, stay at home, be pretty, you know, have some spending money from our husbands when, when they decided, all of that narrative, although, we, you know, there's massive developments in terms of stepping away from that, there is still undeniably that sort of thinking in the world. And I think naturally that has an impact on the way that women are seen, but also how women are encouraged to perform. You know, there's loads of studies and, and evidence that shows women are, you know, classed as bossy if they speak up when they're actually being assertive and, you know, they come across too bolshy or too loud. And, and actually that feedback 
you know, men don't get. And I think it is, it would be, you know, naive of us to think that that, that doesn't affect us. What I am really excited about, though, is seeing so many powerhouses that are women uh, doing amazing things. When people ask me, who's someone really cool that you're following recently? It's usually always a woman. And I know I probably have got some sort of an algorithm only serving me those, you know, <laughs> types of people but I, I am really excited by the the entrepreneurs that I'm seeing that are women and by the leaders and the activists and all the incredible things that all the incredible work that's being done in the space so I think what's important is we don't sit in victim mode and and blaming what everyone else is doing when actually the only thing you control is your own actions so yes there's loads of bad stuff that happening yes we don't always get equal rights but all we can do is try and fight to change that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you're clearly carving a path as well. So you're, you're, you know, you're, you're walking the talk, which is great. And I think that, you know, it, it shows congruence. Obviously, um, was there somebody particular for you, other than maybe a public figure, but personally in your life who really in, in, inspired you or encouraged you to kind of? you know, be very independent, have your own thoughts and own who you are and, and step out and not, you know, not be afraid of what other people think. There are, there are so many people that I've been really lucky to have in my life that have encouraged that thinking in me. I think from the early ages, probably my dad, I always made the joke that when he used to help me with my CV, he'd make me sound like an entrepreneur at the age of 16. And I'm like, that, that isn't, you know, he, he was amazing at, really building up that story and teaching me how to do that at a young age at the age of 16 you know so that my age now at age 28 I'm much more confident and aware and, and understand the importance of it I think also Kat Towers I used to work with her she's the head of culture at Love Creative which is a creative agency in Manchester we used to work together at and she was amazing force of you know I interviewed her recently on the radio show that I host and she said some incredible things and, and some really some amazing points that stood out to me were, you know, when when she was due for a promotion, she said she didn't want it because she didn't want that role and she didn't want to have to deal with all that crap and the baggage and all the responsibility that came with that level. And actually she enjoyed what she was at. So rather than taking that, she created a whole brand new role, pitched it to the company and got a new title off the back of that. So that was, you know, something that I watched her do for herself and I was in awe of, but she was always an amazing support to me, you know, whenever I was feeling like I wasn't getting to, you know, experiment with my creative confidence or, you know, my creative ideas and, and really put myself out there. She'd be like, what's stopping you just from emailing someone? Go pitch your idea to Vice, go, you know, send that proposal to Stylist Magazine, whoever it is you want to get in front of. And, you know, she's been an amazing friend and, and mentor. I would say I've, I've never I've never asked her to be my mentor, but she always has been. So, yeah, I think lots of people throughout my entire journey, I moved jobs regularly and I had a lot of people that I supported and, and likewise they supported me. And I really do think it's a big part to anyone's success is having mentors and, and advisors that can support you through different parts of your journey. Yeah, for sure. I think that just highlights how much our environment and the relationships around us really impact and influence us, for sure. Um, you've written a book also called Fuck Being Humble. So what, if you could like sort of summarize this a little bit about what uh, the audience can find in the book and what inspired you to write the book? 
So I always joke that I'm a like an, a tough love agony and when it comes to careers. I'm, I'm going to tell you how it is and how to get things done. What I hated when I used to go to events and when I used to read people's books is they'd always just talk about their own journey and everything they've done. And, and I'd always be like, oh, that's really cool. But how do I apply that to my own career and my own lifestyle? So the book is really a mixture of different stories from lots of different people I interviewed, from people that I watch self-promote, do incredible things, and then regular activities after each chapter, making you think about, okay, what are the different things that make you stand out? Who are the different people you can network? How can you network remotely? And really prompting you, you know, almost every other page on asking you what you can be doing to change your your narrative and, and also make people see you and your talent. Uh, the way that the book is written has, I mean, I have people messaging me all the time saying they've read it in three days. And I, I'm hoping it's because they they they, they say that it's because it's, it's written in a really natural, relatable way. I write the way I speak, essentially. And I was actually really scared of writing the book when I first got the offer because I am more of a public speaker than a writer. I was, I was really nervous about that. But one of the things the publishers really took on board was was my writing style of being very conversational and very down to earth. So expect a very relatable, friendly voice sort of helping you through the process and, and also debunking a lot of the jargon and the myths that are said. I absolutely hate the saying, you know, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. I think that's really, again, restrictive to what people can do. I actually want to change it. And I talk about it in the book too. It's not about who you know, it's about who you are. Because I think when you apply, you know, your, your persistence and your personality and all the things that you are capable of doing, you will build contacts and you will get noticed. But yeah, I, I sort of talk about a lot of the industry issues that I think have been problematic and slows down a lot of people's progress, uh, as well as tapping into you know key areas like how to get over, how to laugh at your failures, not even get over them, how to laugh at your failures, how to not let labels limit you, how to know your self worth, how to ask for more money, you know, all these things that we should have been taught at very early stages of our careers, and very often we're not. So it's trying to, to turn everything you ever needed to know with soft skills, business advice into one, one handbook, essentially. And, and it really is a book that you could read at any point in your career, whether you're a freelancer, whether you're self-employed, whether you're working full time, you're a leader, you know, whatever it is, this book will help you at every stage. Wow. Well, yeah, I definitely think that I'm even guilty of saying it's, it's who you know. And I think it's like, a, you know, you start repeating things that you've heard and then you just it, before you know it, it becomes a belief system. And it's yeah, it limits you. It definitely limits you. I can see that. Um, now, when you started, you started this, I believe it started more as a passion project and it was something you were developing on the side. How did you then come to that point of of figuring out when it was you wanted to, to just go full steam ahead and go full time with this company. And what do you see as being that point if you had to give advice to anyone else about when they should maybe leave a job that they were, they were doing elsewhere to pursue their passion full time or their startup full time? So Foot Being Humble was a side hustle. I started it off the back of uh, actually having a performance review where I was told I wasn't going to get a pay rise. 
and I was absolutely livid I was so angry and and I remember talking to my sister and she said you've got to pull back and you've got to reinvest in your own ideas and your own time and and as a result Foot Being Humble was born so you know it's one of those weird stories where you think if that hadn't have happened none of this would have happened so I'm a strong believer that a lot of things in your career happen for a reason I think in terms of knowing when to make that jump for me so many people kept on coming up to me and being like when are you going to quit your job when are you going to do it but I loved my job in advertising I I never set up the side hustle to for it to be a full-time business and and I think for me you know like anybody working on their own ideas I had those reservations of like will I be able to earn enough money can I do it alone where will I get my clients from what if nobody buys it like all those different things I also didn't want again quite similar to my friend Kat's story is that I didn't want the title of being a careers coach I, I don't I don't see that as as me and as I went through the process I realized that I actually was forming this role and this this job specification essentially that there was like no other. So I, you know, I get to public speak all the time. I get to present, I get to have my own radio show. I get to be judges for awards panels. And, and actually I started craft, crafting a role that I started to find really attractive and really appealing. The final push to, to send me actually to go in full time was the book because it was obviously coming out, came out last year. So, um, which feels crazy saying it was meant to come out in May and I'd lined up a book tour in Copenhagen and Amsterdam and the UK, and I was going to go to Australia and really go for it. And I, and I said, I just said to myself, I couldn't possibly do all of that with a full-time job. So I decided to take the leap. And then two weeks later, COVID hit and everything got cancelled. All events got cancelled. I've probably lost 90% of my business that I teed up and the book tour was cancelled. The book was delayed for six months. So it was a real knock and, you know, during that time, it was the the panic of the pandemic as, as well as running my own business. So it was definitely um, a shock to the system. But as I reflect on on last year, I, I think I I made the move when it felt right for me. And, and I was actually OK to get through all of the things that happened because I was ready mentally. And I think that's something that's really important is that don't let other people tell you when you should start or when when they think it's a good idea. You know in your gut, when you've built up enough credentials, when you feel most confident, when you've got enough products that are gonna cover your bills every month, you know, those really logistical things that people maybe don't think about when they see it at surface level and they go, oh, it's got a really good Instagram account, just go for it. Like that's not, it's not always the way. And one thing I would say is I've, I've been really lucky in the sense that Foot Being Humble has sustained itself. So I've not had to do any of a freelance work. I've not had to go back into advertising. And I've, I'm really grateful that the response has been so amazing. But I know a lot of creators who run a side hustle that everybody loves, huge Instagram following. But in the background, they're doing 10 different jobs. And that's totally fine. So I think it's worth just remembering that you're not always, your side hustle, your passion project may not pay the bills and it may not be enough to to keep you going and and just know that so many creators out there are doing a lot in the background that you don't see and they maybe don't shout about but it doesn't mean it you know anything else that they're doing is less less valid or less successful it's it's even more impressive because they're juggling lots of other things so it's a it's a fine balance of knowing when you feel confidence to take the leap but also knowing that if you need to dip back into that industry you were working in or you know, provide your services or skills in different ways, then don't don't worry about doing that as well. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really important point because we can forget that and we can almost see doing multiple things as, as a bit of a failure. Um, and and yeah, I think that can influence the, the choices we make. So I think that's a really important point you made. If you had to sort of give your three top tips of just going into a room and being full of confidence and being able to hold your own and and I suppose just just be your authentic self without worrying about what anyone else is doing. What would those tips be for you? So I would always say it's really important to remember that everybody else is obsessing about themselves. So even though you think all eyes are on you, actually, they're always thinking about, should I be doing more? Should I be doing this? Am I not doing enough? Could I do this? You know, a lot of the time we worry so much about what everyone else is going to think, but actually they're already thinking about themselves. So that's just one thing to think about. I think in terms of like how to show up as your most authentic and confident self, like spend the time to self-reflect because I see it time and time again when people aren't prepared and they have those opportunities that could literally change their lives, they miss out on them because they haven't spent the time self-reflecting. So you don't do yourself justice if you don't spend once a month having a look at what have I done well? What am I really happy with? What do I think I've improved in? What skills have I learned? What value can I offer? You know, really spending that time to, to reflect on you is how you constantly build your, your confidence and how you grow it. And then something I think has come up quite a lot recently and, and it should really should not be overlooked no matter what job or industry you work in is the importance of getting testimonials because testimonials and feedback and you know 360 feedback from your performance reviews or whoever it is whether it's your friends your partners your colleagues your mentors your peers it really helps you when you're in a low confidence space, it can help remind you of the things that you're you're good at. And, and in some cases can tell you things that you don't see in yourself or might not have realized you do. So there's so many times that, that people say I'm really energetic and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't personally describe myself that way, but I'm gr really glad that you feel that. And, and finding out how other people describe you helps to build that confidence. And and I think, you know, in life, all we search for is validation. So go out there and go get that validation. So you either validate yourself by knowing your worth and, and talking about yourself, or you go get that information from other people regularly, you know, year on year. And this is e even more important for freelancers. Uh, I've noticed it being self-employed that, you know, without a boss, without a team, you are literally motivating yourself the entire time. So finding that that support system of people feeding back or saving down Instagram messages that you've received or a message that you got on LinkedIn that was really nice is so, so important for the when you you do hit that imposter syndrome feeling or you do feel like you're a fraud or you've you've not done enough is is having that evidence ready for that moment of inevitable weakness that you, you may feel. Yeah, that's that yeah, that's definitely a great tip. I think, yeah, it, it's for sure it's inevitable to feel that way. But I love the fact that you're, you're you're taking more control of that situation when you give yourself validation. Um, we're always in this conflict, obviously, of, of that desire to fit in somewhat and be part of the crowd as well and be accepted, right? Versus I want to stand out because I feel like there's so many interviews you hear with successful people 
um, or, or people who have known successful people. And uh, there's a lot of language which is used around, uh, or which sounds like that, you know, there was something very different in that person. There was, they, they had that it factor or that star factor, or there was something which, like we knew they were going to be successful. It was destined. And that's the sort of message which is put out there. But I feel that gives this perception and, and an idea of it being a very distant thing to achieve for most people, because that thing which made them different is not being pinpointed or it's not clear enough to understand. And I know you mentioned, which is why, you know, you talk about it in your book that um, you talk about how you did it. So it, at least it provides some framework for people who read it. Um, do you think that just gives us a very sort of warped perception of success and, and actually what we would need to do to attain that success? Definitely. And I really, I personally, I've, I've talked about this recently to people is that I feel like labels that we get given, whether it's introvert or extrovert, or they're going to be a star, they'll be on TV one day, they'll do this. It's like, they, they can actually, although in some cases, you may be trying to be nice, in some cases, you might actually be trying to put people down, they can live with people for a really long time. And it can be really difficult for people to shake off those labels that they've received. So I think it's really important that we avoid that uh, behavior in general. And then I think when it comes to, you know, saying that that person was always set to succeed or, or that those sorts of the statements, yeah, it absolutely can be really damaging to, to other people because if you don't feel that immediately, if you don't know if you've got that, you can constantly be searching for something that you don't ever know if you'll find. And I think that's the other thing around self-promotion. The reason I talk so much about it is, the way that we are made to feel is if you're not plucked out, if you haven't done amazingly and your talent hasn't been seen, then you're then you're not good enough. And I and I don't agree with that. And I think that's why it is so important to self-promote because stop putting that power in other people's hands to dictate whether you are a star or you're going like you tell people that you you literally tell that story. And you know, I think we have to as individuals think about rather than comparing ourselves because i think comparison can come in is such a huge thing with self-promotion and you're knowing your worth and a lot of the time we negatively compare ourselves what we need to do and what i talk about in the book is how we can positively and strategically compare ourselves so what is it that i can take as a learning from alexandria ocasio cortez and go instead of looking at her and going oh look at her always sharing her opinions how did she manage to do that she's not even that good going look at her how on how did she she used to be a barmaid and she's now like speaking in these incredible rooms and and holding that space for people it's like what are all the amazing things I can learn from her as opposed to critiquing other people because they have the success you want and I think that is a really negative behavioral pattern that we all get into it's jealousy it's envy you know it's it's particularly when we're feeling low confidence, we would we would rather critique things than we would celebrate things. And, and that, you know, you can't help that all the time, but it is really important to ask yourself, like, why am I critiquing other people? Why am I jealous of that person? And actually, when you're seeing those stars or that you're seeing those people that were always destined to be, you know, amazing, isn't it? actually unpicking what did they do to get to that point? How many hours did they put in? Can I interview them? Can I ask them questions? Can I do research online? Can I stalk their social media? 
and have a look at the different things or obstacles they face like what are who are the people they're connected with like actually turn it into if you want to be like that person how what are the steps you can take to get to that as opposed to going I will never be that because I never had that opportunity or I I, I was never afforded that luxury so I'll never get to be that like we there are always incredible stories about people who are underdogs that completely transformed their lives by investing in themselves or believing in themselves and doing that hard work and and I think that's the piece of the story that is often overlooked that people say if you work hard you'll go far and and actually so many of us work so hard and and don't go far in society's sense of, of the phrase and what we have to talk about is the fact that the people who go far are generally the ones that invest in that extra time and thinking, how can I get from A to B, not just doing my job and hoping that everything will land into, into place. I realize I gave about seven different answers to about seven different questions. <laughs> I, I hope that that sort of summed up what you were looking for. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think it's, it's, it's from that place of peace, right, that there is enough success for everyone and that another person's success is not going to hamper your your success so yeah no for, for sure it definitely did answer the question and um, can you tell us a little bit about the workshops that you do and it, you mentioned big yourself up but what that experience um, is like for anyone who partakes in in those workshops yeah, so all of my events that I run are really interactive. So I basically talk for five or 10 minutes, giving you loads of inspiring advice and information. And then I'll say, you've got one minute to think about the following activity. Write down five words about yourself that aren't these, or you know, do, do different things like that. And, and I make sure the event is split up in that way. Any event I ever do, any workshops, any talks, motivational speech, speeches that I offer, is always broken up in that way because like I said, it's very easy to go go to a talk, listen to it, feel really inspired and then go away, watch Love Island and do nothing about it or whatever your you know, TV of choice is. And I think far too often events are just focused on sitting and listening. And, and I think it's really important to take people on that journey through that process when they're in the room. If, if you're if you've come to my event and you're ready to to you know invest in your professional development, well then let's get you working on it right there in that room as opposed to me me saying something and hoping you'll go action it. So structurally that's how I run them. That my presentations are always celebrated for being hilariously filled with 90s and noughties memes, um, <laughs> funny celebrity quotes like lyrics from Drake like I, I try and break down professional development that is really stuffy and boring and make it delivered as if it was by your friend and, and I that again that was something that was a big factor and, and focused with foot being humble is how can I make the content that I present really engaging for people my age or and younger and, and actually at all levels so we, we, we share examples, but we're sharing them in ways that people really connect with. And one of the reasons I even did that was, I, you know, I love 90s R&B and I was listening to a playlist of all my favorite legendary tracks. And it was like, even Gwen Stefani, Let Me Blow Your Mind or Missy Elliott, Work It and Rihanna, Bitch Better Have My Money. And, and as I was going through these, these songs, listening to them, I said to myself, wouldn't it be amazing if we took 
elements of you know popular culture and we applied it to professional development so my events are called let me blow your mind bitch but i have my money um and you know love don't cost a thing which is how to build a brand that emotionally connects with people and and again that's been a really big element that has built that connection with 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 my followers and and the fans that are part of the foot being humble community because people feel like this is something different and it's delivered in a different way so the big up yourself course was was everything from how to write really write your bio and nail it in lots of different ways how to create a content calendar for yourself not not for a brand or a business but for yourself how to gather those testimonials how to ask for opportunities so that's one course I also run side hustle school which is a four-week course on how to grow and launch your own side hustle but I run a range of different talks. I've just launched how to manage, uh, how to block out self-doubt, not manage. I want to help you block it out. Um, you know, and it's really about overcoming that mindset. And, and I, re I realized that I needed to do that talk because for ages I've been talking about self-promotion and networking, getting that, that worth and that money. But for a lot of people, even stepping into that space of self-promotion, doing those things is really hard. So I realized that now actually, given everything that's been happening as a result of the pandemic, we need to really address the, the issue at hand, which is self-doubt. And then we're, we're able to unlock the possibilities for people in terms of self-promotion. Yeah, no, amazing, amazing. And if people do want to get hold of the book, or get involved in the courses? What's the best, where's the best place that they should go for that? So if they head to footbeinghumble.com, uh, nobody has that URL, very proud of, uh, <laughs> or mine. You can follow fbeinghumbleldn on Instagram and Twitter. You can add me on LinkedIn at Stephanie Sword Williams, and you can grab the book on Amazon. Uh, it's available it's currently available in the UK and Australia, but if you look at your local sites, you can get it shipped to you. You'll probably just have to pay a bit more for shipping. And it's available in print and audio. So if you've enjoyed listening to my voice, you can download the audio book. <laughs> if you haven't, don't get it. Just get the print copy. It's a beautiful book. And yeah, it's also available in local retailers as well. Counter print books, WH Smith, Waterstones. There's, there's lots of other places you can purchase it. So. Yeah, please do. And, and also DM me and, and let me know if you enjoy it. I always love getting the feedback at very much what we talked about today. You know, in order to build my confidence, it's always great to hear how you found, um, you know, Foot Being Humble content. Amazing. Well, it was so good to talk to you, Steph. Thank you for taking time out. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice to chat with you. That's it for me today on Unplug with Annie. Until next time, remember you can stay tuned with everything Unplug on www.unplugwithannie.com. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Mandy Hale. You'll learn as you get older that rules are made to be broken. Be bold enough to live life on your terms and never ever apologize for it. Go against the grain, refuse to conform, Take the road less traveled instead of the well-beaten path. Laugh in the face of adversity and leap before you look. Dance as though everybody is watching. March to the beat of your own drummer and stubbornly refuse to fit in.